Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. Hey, thanks a lot for taking a moment to study the Word of God with us as we take a look at the book. We're going to be looking at the book of beginnings. That, of course, is the book of Genesis. You know, the truth is, Genesis is the foundation of all of our faith, but in particular, Bible prophecy. I have a five-hour audio series on CD that will help explain exactly what I just said. Now, we're going to study about personalities in Bible prophecy, but as you get this series, you'll be able to understand better about the personalities, the principalities, the properties, and the promises of Bible prophecy. This is a study on Genesis, the foundation of biblical prophecy, and right now, if you'll take a moment, we're going to study personalities in Bible prophecy. There's another personality, Cain, chapter 4. As we continue through the book of Genesis, Cain, it says in verse 1, and Adam knew Eve. Now that is a, a phrase meaning sexual intercourse took place. Cain, I mean, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and by the way, they were married because God in chapter 2 had instituted marriage, the first institution he brings into existence and locks it in, they will leave mother and father and be joined together. Ultimately, he would say, what I put together, let no man put asunder. God institutes marriage. He'll institute human government also, we'll see, and he'll then institute the local church, the three institutions God brought into existence for this world to follow him. (laughs) To tell you the truth, all Three of them are being bombasted, trying to destroy. But anyway, he has two boys. Some have suggested they might have been twins. I don't think so. I think the first twins are Esau and Jacob. But anyway, these two boys are born. Uh, she had a son, and uh, Abel, and then he was a keeper of the sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass, verse 3 of chapter 4, that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord, and Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock. Now he was a man who took care of animals, and the other was a farmer. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and unto his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and he, his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, and his brother, and slew him. And so the first murder comes into existence. Cain and Abel. Abel bringing that sacrifice, respected by the Lord. Cain bringing that sacrifice, not respected. You'll notice that uh, Cain had nothing to do with the best of his sacrifice, the firstlings. Abel, Abel had nothing to do. Cain had everything to do with you know, he tilled the ground, planted the seed, and harvested the crop, and it was all him. 
That's not the way with Abel. There's much we could study there. We just need to keep hurrying along. Look, uh, the first murder takes place, but notice verse 25. There's another personality that we need to look at here in the book of Genesis, verse 25 of chapter 4. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said, she hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Now notice this. If you've never noticed this little phrase here, underline it in your Bible, put an asterisk there. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. That's the time in history when men started to call upon the name of the Lord. And how shall they call lest they have heard? And how shall they hear lest one go? That indicates to me Seth, even his son Enos, these were mighty preachers. They would preach so that men could call upon the name of the Lord. What would they preach about? Coming judgment. Get your heart right with God. We'll go back in a moment and look in chapter 4 and what happened there. There's enough to preach about for the next 200 years in chapter 4. Seth personality in the foundations of Bible prophecy. That's the time when men started to call upon the name of the Lord. Go to chapter 5. Chapter 5 with me, if you will, verse 19. And Jared lived, by the way, chapter 5 was a genealogy, I mentioned this yesterday, from Adam all the way over to Noah. This is approximately 1,500, I think it's 1,656 years to be exact if you count the numbers here in this genealogy. But some period during that time, and I didn't figure out how much that was, verse 19, and Jared lived after he begot Enoch 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters. Enoch was born. Verse 20, and all the days of Jared were to... 960 and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived 60 and five years, and he begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years, and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360, notice this, and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. He didn't die. Every other personality in that genealogy in chapter 5, and he lived so many years and he died. And he lived so many years and he died. Enoch walked with God. I heard someone say, a preacher man, talking about this adventure. The Lord started walking with Enoch one day and they were walking and they continued in their conversation. It was a real great conversation. They continued to walk, continued to walk. Finally, God turned to Enoch and said, hey, Enoch. My house is closer to your house. Let's go on to my house. (laughs) And they went up into the heavenlies. Enoch walked on the earth, and then he walked with God. Never has died. Man, he was a mighty preacher. Study sometime Jude. You know what he preached? The coming of the Lord. Man, he was a prophecy teacher. I'm in pretty good stead with some of these guys. He said, the Lord's going to come with 10,000s of his saints. He was preaching the coming of the Lord. In this day, Enoch, great personality in the scriptures. Noah, 
Noah was another of the great personalities, starting in verse 30. And Lamech lived after he begot Noah 595 years, and he begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were 770 and seven years, and he died. And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. A hundred years later, after he begot these three boys, a hundred years later, the flood is going to come to the earth. He was a mighty preacher man. He, he preached 120 years about the coming of judgment. He was probably the first street preacher. He was standing out there. He was building this ark. People, Noah, what are you doing? I'm building a boat. What are you building a boat for? There's going to be a flood. What's a flood? That's when it rains. And what's rain? See, never been a flood. Never been rain. He's preaching. Someone has estimated there were a million, excuse me, one and a half billion people alive in the days of Noah. One and a half billion. I I cannot prove that. I'm just telling you what statisticians tell me. One and a half billion people. And only seven people paid attention to Noah's preaching. But notice who they were. His three boys their four wives. It's pretty good testimony when when your sons pay attention to your preaching and your wife and your daughters-in-law. And you know the rest of the story. I'll not take the time to go through the account of the flood here in chapters 6, 7, and 8. Notice Noah after the flood, chapter 9, verse 1, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. Go out there and repeople this. I'm going to start this experiment over again. I started with two, now I'm going to start with eight. We're going to multiply upon the face of the earth. I want you to be scattered across this entire world. And indeed, that's exactly what started happening. Looking here in chapter 10, it says that was the case. Now, these are the generations of the son of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah, and unto them were sons born after the flood. Chapter 10 is a record of the, at least the beginnings of the obedience to God's directive. Be fruitful, multiply, and repeople the earth. By the way, I told you that the second institution, human government, was established. It was established in Noah's day after the flood, chapter 9, verse 6. Here's the command he gave them. Whosoever sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. You know what that's called? Capital punishment. You murder somebody, you die. You don't go for 23 years on death row with all kind of appeals. That's what's wrong in our world. We're not following God's directive. I don't have to be politically correct. I must be biblically correct. Biblically correct says, you kill somebody, that is blasphemy against God. Why? Because we were created in his image. You try to destroy his image, that's blasphemy. God says, a land that does that, blood will flow in the streets. That's what God's word says. He instituted human government. See, human government is basically based upon us protecting us from those who would kill us. That's what government's responsibility is. Police those things within. Protect us from those things without. That's all the human government's supposed to be doing. 
I didn't have another plan for human government other than taxation. God had his own plan for that. That was with the church or with the temple. Not in human government. He establishes human government. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, Genesis is the basis for biblical prophecy, and we must study this first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, and its timeless truths that set the stage for the end times. Why don't you get your own copy of this? You can go to our website or call our toll-free number. The toll-free number is 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number from all across America. So call and make your order of Genesis, the foundation of biblical prophecy. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall, and you can make your order that way. However you make your order doesn't matter to me. I just want you to have a copy of this. Genesis, the foundation of biblical prophecy. It's available now, so make your order real soon and start to study. By the way, speaking of study, thank you for joining us for this particular study as we've taken a look at the book. You know, the truth is, the more I study, and I'm sure it's the same case with you, I understand how close we really are to the return of Jesus Christ. And having said that, reality says that the rapture could happen at any moment. So there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...